Welcome queen to the body love binge with me Victoria. Although we're all unique, honestly I'm no different to you. I'm just a girl who's been through some hard shit, figured out how to thrive and made it her life's mission to help others to do the same. I've beaten anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder and I'm a domestic abuse survivor. My intention for this podcast is to empower you with weekly episodes on all things food freedom, body love and of course juicy, yummy self-love so you can embody the healthiest and happiest version of you. Enjoy the episode my love. Hello Queens, welcome to a different episode today. So today's episode is Hot Seat Coaching. I'm going to be Hot Seat Coaching one-to-one, one of my group coaching ladies, Kerry Jane, and I've not coached her before, only I've met her once in a group environment. So I'm very excited to dive in. So I'm just going to let her in from the waiting room. Admit. Here she is. Good morning. Morning, Victoria. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you feeling today, KJ? Yeah, not too bad. A little bit anxious, I suppose. But um, yeah, not too bad. But I have to just say beforehand, I have children that are in the other side of the house. So I have said to them, unless you are dying or there's lots of blood, (laughs) you cannot come through. (laughs) So let's hope they don't come through because it could be quite serious then. So just yeah, let's hope they don't. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But no problem. Awesome. Yeah. So can you just start off by, I mean, I've just done a little intro before I let you in and I've shared that I've only met you once in a group environment. And so we don't know each other that well. So I'm really excited to see how this call will go. Can you just start off by sharing like what your name is, where you're from, how long you've been struggling with what you're struggling with? And then, of course, we'll then go into the coaching from there. Okay, um, so my name is KJ Lepan. Um, I'm from South Africa, from a place in South Africa called Durban. Um, beautiful place, um, really warm and sunny. Um, and I've been struggling with an eating disorder for about 35 years now. Um, pretty much almost, yeah, I can, far back as I can remember. Um, and it's sort of morphed over the years. It just sort of started with, definitely with the body dysmorphia and then it then went into like quite severe, severe restricting. And then it's now moved into what I perceive to be quite bad binging and purging. Um, and it's it's just, it's like out of control. Like, I don't know, yeah, I don't know what to, to do to stop. Um, yeah, so I think that's sort of where I am at the moment. Yeah, well, you're in the right place in the group as well. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to walk away with after this 45 minutes to an hour what would you what's your intention for this so I think you know there's one part of me that's like sure Victoria's just going to give me all the skills and you know I'm going to know everything and I'm going to be not being fighting the fight that I am sort of fighting at the moment um but then I mean obviously that's not possible so there's a large part of me that just wants I guess almost like a normalizing or um, a different way, a different way to view things, to view myself. Um, Because you do feel, um, as I said to you, like I've only disclosed this to like three or four people in my entire life. So I did feel that it's only me that's going through this. There's nobody else that's as batshit crazy and could 
really struggle with things the way that you did. Um, and obviously with the group coaching that we did the other day, it was the first experience that I ever had of like, okay, it's, it's not just me. Like, the, you know, there, there are other people. Um, so I guess it's also just about that um, with you because um, I found it so beneficial just listening to your podcasts as, it, you know, up to now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so grateful that you found those beneficial. And I think we all have this thought. I certainly did. And you've shared that you have had this thought that no one's as fucked up as me or you use the word batshit crazy as me. And I say that yeah. with really light humor because it's no. true. It, you feel very alone when you when you think those thoughts. So I'm yeah. glad the group has opened your eyes to the fact that we're all in this together. And I can give you a shitload of tools and things that are going to help you to transform your life, definitely. But where shall we start? What questions or where would you, what kind of aspect would you like to dive into to start with? Sure. Um, it's quite a broad, I guess, a bit of a broad question. I don't know. I think for me, like there's been glimpses of like, it's not catastrophic. So I have very black and white thinking. So it's all or nothing type of thing and then listening to a podcast there was times where you were like you, you talked about you know sort of slowly slowly and your perception of how things were and I guess I just want to be able to understand how to do that because I still look you know like I look and I go okay you shouldn't worry like it's okay and I, I guess it's what's that um not gratitude bombarding but self you know like self like oh it's going to be okay Kerry just turn around and walk away from the mirror you know but yeah. it doesn't work like that, you know. So I guess it's like, how did you know, how did you get to that point that you were able to just be okay, you know, like not not stress out? Great question. So let's dive into that then. So give me an example of what happens currently when you go to the mirror, whether you're getting dressed or whether you're body checking, whatever comes to yeah. you first. So it's 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 basically that it's revolting, like that you look too terrible for words and because I come from a background of sports and being you know having the six-pack and that sort of stuff it's like sure you really let yourself go like this is like you're not a good person you definitely are not a good person and and people are not going to like you anymore because your self-worth the way I attach my self-worth is very much in my body the way I look I can perform doing certain things so it's it's that not good enough people are not going to like you you definitely don't like yourself so how can anybody else like you so yeah. I think that's yeah and it sounds it sounds very extreme but it's but for me it, it just feels like absolute disgust like ugh, you, you don't want to look at that like mm, it's not I nice I feel you so much I truly feel you and so have you got pen and paper with you I should have actually pre-empted you to get I some do. I do yes so we're going to do an exercise and this this exercise I did every day for months until I just could just do it in my head automatically and this is how I started to go from genuine disgust to the point what you're describing to the point where I couldn't even look at myself because I yes. wanted to leave my skin I wanted to just get out of the overwhelming feelings of disgust at myself when I looked yeah. in the and so draw a like a big circle like a clock Okay. those listening can also follow along if they like and then I want you to draw six segments of that circle so let's say like six pizza slices or something like that yeah. you don't have to be perfect <laughs> cool yeah okay. got that so outside the circle at the bottom I want you to write down how you feel 
when you look in the mirror and your thoughts are that's disgusting how do you feel okay um must must i answer that or just write it write it down uh, tell or share it with me as well okay um so i think obviously the one was disgusted but i think the two that are also interlinked are guilt and shame you know, guilt as in, like, how could you have let yourself get to this point and you should have more self-control, you're better than this type of thing. Um, and attached with that in guilt. And also, there's an anxiety because if I don't like the way I look, then people are going to reject me as much as I'm rejecting myself. So I think that that's sort of where, um, yeah, where it sits at at the moment. Yeah, so would you say guilt, shame and rejection? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So if you write those three down, guilt, shame, and rejection, and yeah. then at the top, at the top, outside the circle, at the top, in a perfect world, which we don't live in, and this is why we're going to do this exercise in a moment, write down the opposite feelings to guilt, shame, rejection. Okay. So it would be obviously acceptance, um, love, um, acceptance love you know, it doesn't have to be free yeah no I'm just there's a there's a feeling I'm just trying to articulate it it's like um it's gonna sound cheesy to say like happiness like oneness um mm -hmm. like not not fragmented so there's yeah that's it not not having this fragmented life um appearance type of thing so it would be like, oneness oh, yeah Whatever yeah. resonates with you, write it down and then let and then just say out loud what you have written down at the top. Okay. So it would be, yeah, so it would be acceptance, love, um, wholeness, stroke, oneness. Um, I think that's yeah. I love yeah. that. Okay, so what we're gonna do as we go around the circle, we're gonna start off with the first thought that you tend to think, which is you say in your own words, I'm disgusting, you look disgusting. Like what, what is it exactly that usually comes to your mind? No, it's exactly that. It's the, you are disgusting, you look disgusting. Yeah. Um, that is, do you mean like the actual sentence or? Yeah, the, what, the sentence, what your thoughts tend to say to you. Yeah, so it, it would be, yeah, that's disgusting. Like don't, don't look any further, you know, um, because it's gonna get even worse. So there's a quite an anxiety attached uh, to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it would be you disgusting, don't carry on looking, um, it's just going to get worse. Okay, so write you are disgusting in the first pizza segment. Inside. Yes, okay. inside of it, yeah. Okay. And then what we're doing here is, this is like called the Wheel of Positivity. I don't know if you've okay. heard of um, Esther and Jerry Hicks. It's a book called Asking It Is Given. Yeah, I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's from there. And so they, okay. say, they state that I believe it was 17 seconds. If you focus on something, a thought, for 17 seconds or more, you're able then to choose another high vibrational thought. That's why we cannot go from, I hate my body, it's disgusting, to, oh, I love my body and I accept myself. It just, it's false positivity and it doesn't work mm. because you can't go from down here to up there in like a second. So yeah. with this exercise, 
there's a big part of this as well. You've got to believe what you're writing down as we go along the circle, at okay. least a five out of 10 on your belief scale. Otherwise, again, false positivity, you're just lying to yourself. Sure, okay. So the next segment on there, I want you to think of a thought that you believe either five out of 10 or more with your belief scale that takes you as close to acceptance, love, oneness as possible. That feels better than I am disgusting. Okay. Um, I, I guess. Um, you're strong and healthy because I can buy into that sort of to a certain extent. Um, How much do you believe that on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being absolutely 100% believe? Yeah, I'd say probably like a six or a seven, not the healthy part, actually. No, not the healthy part, because no, I don't think I'm healthy in any respect. Um, so I think you are strong that that I can. Yeah, that I, that I believe. Um, so I can, yeah, I can put that down. Yeah, pop that down. Is that in another quadrant? Yeah, in the set in the one next to. So we're going okay. like around in a circle. Yeah. Okay. And does that feel better in your body, emotionally and physically, than I am disgusting? It, it does, but there's the one thing that concerns me is that I, I don't know that that's the right thing I should be saying because I override my body. So in order to be strong, you know, then I'll train excessively and do you know like if I'm in pain you know you don't feel it and stuff like that so it does feel better but I think there's it's like a double-edged sword um, yes it's interesting that you link strong to fighting through your pain pushing yeah. yourself but there's a different relationship you can have with I am strong okay yeah it's yeah I don't um, I don't have that I don't know that or have or have that so to speak yeah just as and we're going to we'll probably we'll change this one but before we do yeah. i want to ask you can you tell me three three ways somebody else can be strong that doesn't include push, pushing past feelings of pain getting on with it pushing yourself to the extreme are you able to access those those three things i think it, it, must it only be related to a person's body or or can it okay so I think I I think that I am strong for, for me maybe the the biggest thing and not not with your body is being true to yourself so like I've what I said to you before is like I feel like I've been living like a lie for so long because everybody sees this but doesn't know behind what's actually going on you know and how messed up things are so I think for me a person can be seen can be strong if they are true to who they really are and mm -hmm. this is the first time um, I am to a certain degree well not to a certain degree but I am being true to who I am because like I said to you before I, I'm shitting myself that people see this and then they know exactly who I am and oh my gosh you know like but I feel like that could be an area of strength um, that I've sort of never worked on. Yeah. That is strength right there. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So 
yeah that yeah definitely i think that would be it another one yeah i i guess i guess like if you've been through a lot of maybe it's on the same level i don't know but if you've been through a lot of stuff you know there's always one way or another way to respond to it so you know if it's been sexual abuse or whatever it has has been you know there's one of two ways to respond to it and neither when I say work with it I don't mean that in a funny way but I mean you can work through it and work with it with that or I guess you can crumble into a heap and just you know woe is me and life is too terrible and I can't I can't learn and grow from where I have been um so I think that for me is probably also quite a key yeah quite a key one for that um yeah, that's victor and victim mentality. So yeah. you can be a victim to your circumstances, which wasn't your fault, but yeah. you get to decide if you choose to be a victim or a victor over what happened to you and use it as like stepping stones to get you to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't ever thought of it like like that. But yeah, I definitely think so. So then if I think of that, then I think, yeah, then I think that I've, I've, I know I've gone through, you know, a whack load. And so I guess that's definitely an area of strength. Um, sure, I'm, I'm struggling to, to pick up a third one, barring obviously saying like it's overriding pain and it's being able to lift this and, you know, run this and do, do that sort of thing. So I'm struggling physically, a bit on the third one. Physically, you can be strong, but yeah. why can you then not be strong and then stop when your injuries there's a difference between the pain of injury and the pain of one more rep because you want to yeah. go to failure yeah I, I need to learn that like I need to because when I get injured I do just go put a big girl panties on and work through it because I guess not doing something freaks me out like it, it really sort of worries me so I've I've got to learn to, I know I've got to learn to respect my body because I absolutely don't. I'm horrible to it. And it's, it, and it's taken a beating and it, and it is injured, if I can put it to you that way. Um, so I, I guess I need to learn the signals um, that like, Kiri, it's actually enough now because um, I don't know those. Sort of similar to like eating. And in terms of strength then, so let's see if we can pivot this. So you currently see strength as pushing past like your ultimate failure. If you're injured, just keep going. Are you open to, or can you see that strength for you would be noticing when your body's saying that's I've had enough and then choosing to stop. Isn't that strength to choosing to stop instead of keeping going? Yeah, m most definitely. And I, I think, yeah, one 100 and that it kind of uh, scares me that I don't like I don't know that you know I don't know when to stop so to speak and I don't know if I did I think the fear for me is then it's well you're not good enough you're you're a bit lazy you're a bit of a wuss you know like what Kerry what are you really doing here yeah so yeah I, I think I think but I think it's also attached to like you know, when I was growing up, um, I got a wonderful relationship with my dad, but he always said to me, second sucks, you first or you last. So mm. everything that I've done my entire life has been, you need to be number one. So I've got to be the best at it. Um, so in order to get there, you do what you need to do. 
um, which, which I know is not right. Um, yeah, there it is right there. You intellectually know it's not right, but it's in your belief system. It's in your identity, what we was talking about in the group call. You think it's who you are. And then it brings so much anxiety, not being, quote, the best, because in your belief system, you think if you're not the best, then therefore you're the worst. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's no there's no middle ground. There's, but I think that's the, obviously the black and white thinking. But what I think overarching all of it, what I'm looking for is the middle ground with everything. Um, and it, to me, it's just never been attainable. It's all, it's never been attainable and I just how like like I look at your stuff and I'm going how how the hell does she do that how the hell is she okay you know with all of that sort of stuff because I can identify with look when you've got some amazing pictures of when you were doing the competitions and like your your body was insane and I'm like how do you how do you not want to be like that why would you yeah, not want to be like that 100 and that's why you're here and that's why you've got the program there's a there's an exercise i don't know if you've got to it yet in the program called the ladder exercise where i ask you to listen to a podcast and then okay. that will be very transformational to you that's that kind of experience and i've created this myself but me having that realization that's what really kick-started things for me. And so to answer your question and to everyone else listening as well, and radical honesty with all of you always, if a magic fairy came to me now and said, Victoria, would you like the body with a six pack with no consequences at all? And you have the same mindset and way you feel and think as you do now, would you like it? I would say, of course. It's like someone saying, do you want a million dollars? Well, yeah. yes, please. Because yeah. having a body like that gives you so much social capital. It does. I was yeah. admired everywhere I, I went, but it got yeah. to the point where I was dying inside. I had bulimia. I mean, you know how that feels. That's why you're here. And yeah. to me, the pain of staying where I was, even with all the admiration and the way that people saw my body was not worth the unknown of what I heard was promised of food, freedom and body love. And I took that leap and I was like, do you know what? Whatever it fucking takes, I cannot be there anymore. And I had to take a lot of time mourning the loss of that body because that body was awesome. I'm not going to pretend it wasn't. Yeah, Some no. people in my position say, oh, even when I was skinny, I was never happy with my body. I was. I loved that body, yeah. but I would not go back. I promise I would, if someone gave me a billion dollars or billion whatever to go back in that body with the mindset and the eating disorder I had, there's no way on earth I would even think about it. Seriously, there's no way. That's how good food freedom feels, but you don't know that yet. And when you grasp a taste of yeah. it, you're like, oh, this is what she's talking about. I, and I, I think I think that's what's got me so like pumped up to now because I went to nutritionists, I went to therapists that were eating disordered therapists, um, and with all respect to them, it didn't work. It really, really didn't. It didn't work for me. And I think like just listening to your podcast, I was like, whoa. And every now and again, I'd have like I call them light bulb moments, like shit. Okay, like you know. And so and then even with the first coaching call, I was like, wow. You know, so it's. For the first time, like I'm clearly a slow learner because it's 42 and this is not happening. It's starting to, it's having those moments of like, wow, like I said to you the other day, I, I ate breakfast, which is 
you know, it's like, that's huge. I don't, you know, I would eat dinner and that would be it. And I ate something for breakfast, which I don't, well, which I don't eat normally. Um, and and it, I didn't purge afterwards or anything. So Amazing, KJ. Amazing. Did you have breakfast today? I knew you were going to ask me this. <laughs> I knew it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I had some popcorn. <laughs> because oh, that's better than what you used to do, right? <laughs> it is. I made popcorn for my daughter to watch movies. And so I was like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me have And I had some nuts. So I know it's not the healthiest thing in the world, but popcorn and nuts for breakfast. Yeah. At the stage so. you're at, there's no such thing as too much food. There's no such thing as unhealthy food. Seriously, your body has been starving for so long. It's yes. crying out for food. And so that's another conversation. But I want to stay with the your question of how do I know when enough is enough? Mm. It starts by being in your body. Because currently, especially the way you call your body it, which is nothing wrong with that, it's mm. and the way your mindset is you're living here in your mind mm. you're not embodied not at all so let's practice now if you're willing and I'll close yeah. my eyes with you so you feel comfortable I want you to close your eyes and just just take a few seconds to just close your eyes and just be and I'm going to ask you two questions and so just focus on your breath don't change your breath just focus on it and just notice where you feel your breath the most in your body. So it might be your chest. It might be your stomach. If you're anything like I used to be, you'll be so used to holding your stomach in, you'll never actually allow yourself to fully relax in your stomach area. So just see if you can truly just lovingly give yourself permission to fully relax your abdomen, your stomach, let go of your abs, just... Just let it let it be and notice how that feels. And the first question I have for you, and I would like you to answer this out loud. How do you feel in your body physically today? Any aches or pains? Any softness? What comes when you ask yourself that question? So is two aspects yes soft and flabby because I don't have that six pack anymore so like when I look down I'm like, so it would be that and I've injured my finger so so there is there is pain um, attached to that and I have been trying to override it but I actually physically can't um, with what's happened so I think oh, that's I sorry. want you to focus on, sorry, I got my eyes closed, so I can't, I can't see oh, when someone's going to talk. I want you to focus on that pain in your finger and I want you to describe it to me. Sure. Um, that's, a, that's a hard one. Sure. Um, well, I can't bend it um, and don't know if ever will be able to again um so it's it's something that i can feel that i dislike that's probably the only way that i can put it because i yeah i, I guess i could override it but i know that if i do it's quite serious it's actually very serious at the moment um so yeah I, I think that would be it i'm not very good at articulating pain because i just squash it so yeah um, but now we're going there. So is it a tingly pain? Is it like a throbbing pain, a sharp pain, like a constant? 
yeah no no so it's a sharp pain a sharp pain very sharp. yeah no it's very sharp and so just this may sound weird to you because you're so used to not doing this but just take a moment to like send love to the pain without trying to make it go away so feel the pain physically and just almost like encompass a little blanket of love and soft clouds around the pain and just still feel it without pushing it away. It's there to be felt. And let me know how that feels, if anything. That's weird because the sort of sending love there, the sort of first thing that essentially comes to mind is so I'm bending it now and that's where I can feel the pain um is is not about like you don't have to push anymore just just it's you know you can feel it and just keep it like keep it there don't don't get angry um with it that it's not how you want it to be so it's almost like for the first time it's like so it's because I feel like my body is a completely separate entity um, and I don't feel part of my body. It's now going, I feel like my fingers going, it's okay. Like, it's okay. You know, we can, we can work at this. It's, it's okay. Um, I don't know if that sort of That's answers your question. It's beautiful KJ, because exactly right. You're living in your mind at the moment. And so next question, then we'll open our eyes. And I've got a lot to say about this. Next question I have for you how do you feel emotionally in your body today? Hmm. Um, quite, quite a number of emotions because I think the one is, is always about, is always feeling like let down um, because it doesn't look like the way it it used to look um but there is yeah there, there is definitely like without a shadow of a doubt this like tiny you know I'd say like five percent of being okay like this this is workable um you know like yeah I think I think that's possibly like that yeah I'm not sure. Yeah. Feeling of letdown. Where is that physically in your body? So if you had to name a place where you felt it the most, where would it be for you? No, my stomach, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, yeah, because I can't see the six pack. It's still, you know, flat and toned, but it's not there. It's, it's not what I want. If this emotion of feeling of letdown was a colour, what colour would it be? red and what shape would it be if it had a shape very jagged um like um like almost like a ray like raise it like up down up down up down um and is it moving no it's centered in sort of the center of my abdomen just focus on that shape, focus on that feeling. This will be new to you. So you're used to just pushing these things away. Just open the door to it and allow it to be felt. 
So focus on the, the sharp edges, the color of it, where it is, how it feels physically, emotionally. Just, just focus on that and let me know if anything happens. It's, it's weird because I feel like there's two sides because there's the one side that's starting to be like, okay, almost like, like I can think, it's going to sound so strange, like I can think about it in like a warm, fuzzy, pink way, um, mm. if that makes any sense. But, and that's, I guess that's for me, if I visualize anything, or I, it, it would be always in like a warm, fuzzy pink. Um, but then there's the other part, which is the part that I want to get rid of, um, which is just the sort of the black and the red and the hard and, you know, you're still sort of seeing that jagged part. I don't know if I've just spoken in tongues or if that makes any sense to you. No, it I makes said. complete sense. It's, it, I see the loving part of you that actually loves herself naturally is yeah. the pink fluff. Yes. And that's encompassing the pain, but yeah. still don't try to push it away. Allow the black and the red and the spikes, allow it to be there without making it mean anything. Just invite it to be there and see if the pink encompasses it more. Just see what happens. So don't resist it. Let it in. Feel it. Welcome it. Breathe. And then you can open your eyes. Sorry. Ah, that was nice. I have my eyes closed too. So before I ask you questions around that, how you felt, I noticed at two points, you all, your mind automatically went to the first time when I said, how do you feel physically? You mentioned how your physical body looks, which has nothing to do with how you feel. Yeah. When I asked, how do you feel emotionally? you talked about you haven't got a six pack. So you went to how your body looked, which yeah. is okay. It just, it just shows that when that shifts, you won't even have that as a judgment anymore. You'll just have the experience of what you've experienced. So welcome to being in your body, KJ. How did that feel? Very vulnerable and very scary. You, the first thing you asked was where I felt the breathing and to, it sounds weird but I actually felt it in my head like that's where I was breathing was mm -hmm. like wasn't in I'm so disassociated from my body it was in my my head and then I started to then focus on sort of bringing it down I was like oh, like this is this is a little a little bit scary um so I I guess I would get there with without with a lot more practice but it just felt quite quite vulnerable at that point and I don't know your full story but my intuitive senses um allow me to think that you've had a, a traumatic past from a child no wonder you disassociated with your body because if what happened to your body was so traumatic and overwhelming for an adult let alone a child of course you've left your body and you're only living in your head because your body wasn't safe to be in. Yeah. You've, yeah. Hit, the, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. yeah. So and now, I, so go on. 
No, I was just going to say, and I guess that's, I hadn't thought of it like that, but I guess that's why it's so easy to override the pain. Because you're not there. Yeah. So that's, yeah. yeah. So that's why. And so, so now, just, sorry. <laughs> sorry, no, I can just, I can just bully my body into whatever I want, but I can't at the moment. And that's, I think, the thing that's, you know, scary and making me feel like shit. I don't have control over that. Well, I definitely don't have control over the rest of my life. So You know why you can't control it anymore? No. Because it's ready to be healed now. I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know. I've actually got to. I'm so glad I'm wearing my glasses because I've got tears behind. Yeah. It's it's time. It's ready. That's why that's why you're here. It's ready to be healed, and before it wasn't, and that's okay because we're all on our own timeline. But it's ready to be healed, and the only way it can come up and be felt and to be healed and to be released is by being in your body and showing yourself that it's safe to be in your body. It's safe to be you. Mm. And then the eating disorder although it's a huge symptom, a life-threatening symptom, it's a symptom of what has really happened from such a young age, including so much conditioning from your family and the world and society in general. It's just all of it together. And then you've just lived that way because you didn't know any other way. Yeah. And so now you get to change that Mm. by being a friend to your body. So I want you to imagine that your body is an actual person that you're in a relationship with who you love very much and you're just not sure, you don't know this person yet. You need to get to know her, what she likes, what feels good, what doesn't, what she needs. And if you were in an actual relationship, what kind of things would you do to get to know this person who you deeply love? I I guess some of it because I had like these you know light bulb moments were when I was doing the first bit of your course some of the stuff that I was you know writing down um, and I was like oh wow okay I think yeah it would it would be questioning like questioning everything because everything is so conditioned um, so it would be open open to wanting to learn um opposed to being like strict and rigid and knowing it all because i feel like i'm coming to a position where i don't know anything like i am clueless um having said that it's like scary but there's there is like i'd say 15 percent of me which i'm obviously wanting to improve which is like this is actually pretty cool like this is this could actually be quite fun um Mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's That's exciting that it's 15% because your whole life will change. And I know it will because you're doing something you've never done before. And your birthright, you were born loving yourself and fully accepting of who you are. And you were born. And if you have a memory of this, actually, I want to ask you, can you encompass a memory? It may be when you were really young or you may have no memory at all. It doesn't matter. But a memory of when you were being in your body without even noticing that you had a body to objectify. 
you didn't notice that you had obviously you had a body because you were in it but you see what I'm saying like if you were a child yeah, yeah. cartwheel or whatever you had no recollection of your body being looked at no because right no because from the age of two I was doing a specific sport and my dad and I'm not I mean I love my dad so don't get me wrong you know used to like make comments um you know about what I looked like and um being although like you said a million times I look back and I wasn't big but he would make comments of that so I feel like in my own skin right from the age of about two um yeah there was always a judgment um attached to it it was never just it was never just being in my body um yeah yeah. so I don't actually think I remember a time when it when it was yeah and that's okay because the work that we'll do together you'll be able to connect to that even if you haven't got a memory of it but just know that even if you have to think of another baby if you know a baby in your life right now from someone they were just born loving themselves toddling around with no clothes on and just being free to be them as they learn and grow into an adult yeah that's who we are all of us are just children walking around in adult bodies with a load of shit piled on us it called our conditioning and we wear like you mentioned in the group call we're all wearing different masks I mean even me I've only been in this work five years I've took a lot of masks off I don't know if I'll ever get to the stage where I have no mask. I mean, hopefully, but then that's, you're talking the same level as like Buddha, Jesus, that kind of just being wholeheartedly who you are. That's courage, courageous to do that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to not being like Buddha and that, but just to a certain degree, because I've started this process and because I've been listening to your stuff, I kind of think to myself, it is achievable because there's a lot of similarities between your past and and mine, you know, of what I'm what I know and stuff. So it's kind of like that glimpse of, okay, it it can be whereas it's never been it's never been like that before. There was no glimpse. Um, I'm so glad yeah. because it's absolutely. I have zero doubt that you can't be where I am, zero, because all of your determination, all of this drive you have, if you just pivot and use that in this process, it's inevitable you're going to get where I am because you have, we have, I mean, all the women I work with, we have the same similar drive that got us into the mess in the first place in a way due to trauma and all of that, but we have what it takes to fully recover without a shadow of a doubt the more I get to know you of course you can you just need to know kind of what you just need a bit of guidance obviously which is why you're here you just need knowledge guidance love and being shown how to be in your body so in terms of the relationship analogy imagine if you was in a relationship with someone and you were like don't want to look at you you're disgusting can't look at you I'm not going to feed you like I know it sounds silly but that's what you're you're in an abusive relationship with yourself currently yeah 100% yeah Yeah. 
And so again, to answer the question, how do I know when it's too much? How do I know when to stop when I'm training or whatever? You only know if you're connected to your body, to her, I call your body like a her or she. So a bit of homework, and this is ongoing for you. I want you to set on your phone at least three reminders. They don't have to be an annoying alarm. It can just be like a vibration alarm. So you can just notice what's going on to ask yourself to check in with you. And I did this. Just writing this down, sorry. Yeah. So at least three alarms a day. And you can have a little cute label on your alarm. Like I used to say, how are you, queen? That's because I call everyone queen because I'm speaking to who, who you truly are, the queen version of yourself. And I would just take a moment to just put my hand on my heart, close my eyes, ask yourself those two questions that I asked you, but ask it to your body. Like, hey, sweetheart, how do you feel physically right now? How do you feel emotionally right now? And that's it. There's nothing to change. There's nothing to push away. There's nothing to do. It's simply checking in and paying attention to her because she's kept you alive from the second you were born. And that's all she's ever done, innocently just doing the best for you. And that's all she's done. It's so interlinked. Like how I feel physically determines at this point how I feel emotionally. Um, yeah the two can be interlinked but simply just asking yourself those two questions and closing your eyes and it takes like a minute just to Mm -hmm. check in on you and then you'll start to come back into your body and you'll stop living from your head like you said it's it's not it's no coincidence that you only felt the breath in your head Whereas when you breathe, obviously it goes through your nose, like down, it goes down your chest into your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know we digress from the circle exercise that we were on, but how does it resonate with you? I am strong. Yeah, it 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 now seems a lot um um a lot broader or a lot um more than than and not and not punitive so that's yeah. probably it it was very punitive before but now I'm, given what you said I'm like oh okay it actually is can be a positive um so it feels like there's more to it now but yeah. and it and it does feel like it's um it it will resonate well it does resonate on a certain level so that's great. Yeah. So you want to keep that one? Yeah. Yeah, I think keep that one. Um, what does the next one look like for you? As close to love and acceptance as possible that you believe. Sure, this is... A... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, str- I'm struggling with that because everything that I believe um, about about my body is more in the negative than, you know, than the positive. Because, I mean, even, like, now I'm thinking um, my, my self-worth, like, my self-worth is attached mm-hmm. to my body. And then I'm thinking, but that's not necessarily, that, well, that's not, like, positive because it's, 
you know, how other people perceive me. So I'm struggling with reframing any of those thoughts um, into anything positive. Um, it's not a problem because I was stuck almost the same way you was when I started this. So then I created a question for myself and left it there. So how does this resonate? What if it didn't matter that I had to love the way I looked? How does that feel when you hear that? That's like a flipping like 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 really shit. Like, you know, like like wow. Um definitely never thought of yeah. Yeah, I never thought of that. Um, and that's where you'll get to. But just without turning it into an affirmation of it doesn't matter how I look, because it yeah. does at the minute. So the but creating yeah. that big question, what if it didn't matter though? Like, how does it feel into that? How does that feel when you hear that? What if it didn't really matter? R truly, what if? How would that feel? Like, so liberating. Like, it, it, it would free up all the noise in my head um, because there is so much noise um so many rules so many things that are based on that so if i was to not worry it'd be such a stress relief it would be so cool it would be so fun um write that question down and i'm going to leave the circle bit for you there because what you're doing when you're asking yourself what if xyz you're opening a door for the potentiality of you walking through. Mm. And you'll walk through it when you believe it and it's okay you don't right now. I mean, we've just started, right? But even just, I mean, when I kind of heard this in a different way, when I decided that I needed help and I couldn't carry on anymore, even though I had the, the perfect body, I can't anymore because I'm just dying inside mentally, mm. all the obsessiveness around it, the laxatives and all of that. Or the only thing that kept me going was seeing people now like myself living in food freedom that had been gym people that had been on bikini athletes in stage being happy. And I would look at their bodies and think, how the fuck can they be happy yes. in that body when they used to look like that, which is a similar question you had to me. But I just yeah. thought, I can't, I'd, I'd li I can't do it anymore, though. So I need to just keep doing whatever it takes to yeah. get to that place and because I had the determination I did whatever it takes was it hard it was fucking the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life harder than the abuse but I did it and I'm so glad I did it because I changed my whole perception in terms of who I am what my life means what my body like when you change on the inside everything outside changes so let me draw you a diagram I've not got the papers really small but this is just to give you even more inspiration can you see that circle there right yeah I'm going to draw a piece of the pie on the circle like that so mm -hmm. that piece there is what I know that I know so I know that I know how to train horses what do you know that you know how to do um, I know how to ride a motorbike. Perfect, right? 
the rest, I'm going to do it in dots. The rest of that circle is what I know I don't know. So I know that I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. What do you know that you don't know how to do? Sure. Brain surgery or ride horses, train horses. There's yeah, a lot of a lot of things that I don't know how to do. Yeah. And the rest of it, so everything outside of that circle, which is infinite, is what I don't know, what I don't know. Well, I can't give you an example of what I don't know, because I don't know I don't know it yet. Yeah. And that, so you're currently, in terms of like your recovery stage, probably like in the dotted area. So you're aware of what you don't know, like you want food and body freedom, how the fuck do you get it? Like you don't know how to do that yet but you're aware something's brought you here that you want something different and you just don't know how to get there. Everything that you're not sure of, like how the hell do you get from where you were to where you are now is currently in your, you don't know, you don't know it until you go through my program. And, and then that's, you've already experienced some of this through the podcast with the moments where like, Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, Those light bulb moments. Yeah. So the, you've got so many more of those to come. <laughs> and with the being in your body and getting to know you, I want you to start calling your body he, uh, she or her. Okay. More gentleness around it. And then as we wrap up, I want to just tell you how powerful your mind is. So do you think there's any difference? And if so, tell me the difference between thinking and thought. Thinking and thought. Um, thinking is more perhaps in internalized. Um, thought seems seems a lot more rigid, and it seems external. Um, I don't know. If, yeah, there's no right so, or wrong. I was just curious. Wait, how you yeah. saw that? So yeah. the way I see it is. You have your brain, which is an organ, just like your kidney, that's an organ. Your brain obviously has synapses and creates habits. And it's it's the most like intellectual thing that we know on this planet, but it's still a tool that you use. Your mind isn't your brain. Your mind is in every cell of your being. Your mind is the spiritual part of you, the, the soul part of you, the part of you that chooses because if you think about how you brush your teeth or drive a car, do you drive a car? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when you first learned to drive, can you remember how awful that first lesson oh, was? Yeah. yeah no, not positive at all. No. Right. And the more you did it, your brain's always watching your mind. Your brain's like, okay, cool. She's doing this over and over and over again. Therefore I'll just create that as an automatic unconscious habit. That's what's happened with, the way you think about your body, the way you think about food, okay. because of your circumstances, your brain's watching you with your choices and your feelings, and then it's just making it automatic for you. So you're living in that. Yeah, your- that was a light bulb moment. Right? Like what you just said now is like, shit, okay, yeah. Your brain's watching everything you do. Your mind, so the difference between thinking and thought, your brain, the organ of the brain thinks automatically, the thoughts come, they're just there. And you think that's who you are or you think that's the only reality you have access to. 
Conscious thought, on the other hand, is the 5% of you, because 95% of your life is completely, I mean, you know this, is controlled by your unconscious mind and unconscious programming. Therefore, you have a 5% chance every day through conscious thought to change your whole programming of your unconscious mind. Wow. So. And that's what you're going to be doing. Changing everything through conscious thought. So. Yeah, that that just like yeah, it's kind of I guess like muscle memory the way you were explaining it and the way you know you see it and now to think that like I can change it and that's yeah that's quite something and I, maybe I guess that that's where you are that you you it's just a new muscle memory you know a new thing that you accustomed to now um she said martha's even gone like quite dry thinking like wow okay like your thinking brain does not have to be this way i mine was similar to yours if someone had called me average they literally would have given me the biggest insult anyone could ever give me (laughs) (laughs) seriously just be radically honest here no completely i thought that People like me back in the day would just kind of lie into themselves like, oh, well, at least, you know, they can eat what they want. So they're they're not truly happy, though. But now I know for myself that that is bullshit because I've rewired my whole entire brain, meaning I've created new synapses. So love, kindness, compassion is natural and automatic to me. So that's my thinking. Imagine how far you can go when automatically your natural thinking is kindness, love, compassion, acceptance. And then you still have conscious thought to create a life of your wildest dreams, which is why I'm sat here, a full-time coach, getting paid to be myself, to help women. (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah, wow. That's... Uh, yeah like now I feel like you've kind of opened the sorry I, everything I think of is like visualization like that's the way that I think of thinking pictures it's, I feel like now whereas I had my toe in the door it's like now you've actually opened the door like now it feels like okay now I can I not I get it but I get it more so than than before but it sounds it's it sounds so like so easy like you know like it should just you know you should just be able to do it but it scares the shit out of me of course it it does because you have fear and your brain is wired that way currently and there's a lot of trauma for you to still release Mm. trauma stored in the body which is why you've disassociated from your body since you were a young very young yeah and so there's a lot of work to be done but you're in the group forever so there's no time scale you have to be done for like you know that and so take your time but just know that your whole in six months time your life can be completely completely different you won't be fooling yourself you won't be pretending to be ha- everything changes and it's hard to describe that because it's something you need to experience if it's like if I was describing to you what Niagara Fall feels like and looks like I don't know because I've not been there's a difference between you hearing my words and being like wow then you actually being there 
and experiencing yeah. it for yourself. Yeah. No, I, I completely, completely get that because because of the line of work that I do intellectually, mm-hmm. I, I can't say I know it all, but intellectually I understand, absolutely. But yeah. in terms of a felt sense, no, it's, you know, it, it's not there. Um, yeah, and I guess that's that's where the difference, you know, that's where the difference comes in. Um, okay. yeah. And you will get there, so 100% you'll get there. And I'm so grateful that you're here. And thank you for being willing to, obviously this is going to go out on the podcast to help many others as well. So thank you for being willing to do this. And I really hope that you share it with your loved ones when you're ready so they can they can see yes. how goddamn strong and courageous you truly are, not because you're overriding physical pain, but because you're being vulnerable. That, in my opinion, is the biggest strength of all, to be vulnerable and to be open. Yeah. Yeah. Scary as shit. Very scary. <laughs> but, yeah. Fear can't hurt you, though. The eating disorder can. How do you feel, KJ? <laughs> like you, like opened up my eyes. Um, like that. I guess when I started the session with you now, it was like I don't like I don't know anything. Like I don't know, you know. Like give me that magic pill, and you know, because I, I don't know. And now it's like okay, now an actual fact. And I think it's that the one, you know, like you have this, like I said, light bulb moments the one thing where you're saying you know your your brain is now programmed to instinctively always be very punitive and instinctively tell you how terrible you are and part of it is now going to be just if you can reprogram that it's not a fake thing not if when yeah yeah so when i and and i feel like now there's a roadmap or now there's a way that i can understand what you're saying whereas before it was just like it just feels like bullshit it doesn't feel real um, yes. it's real yeah. it's yeah. real which is why I do this what this is why I do what I do right being in a similar position to where you were being where yes. I am now I've just got to shout this from the rooftops <laughs> <laughs> which is what I'm trying to do obviously I charge money yes. for it because I spend a lot of time, energy, and it's my business. But that's why I also have my podcast to just give so much free content away. So people that truly are ready to change, they can and they will. If the fear of staying where you are is less than the fear of going forward into change and not knowing where you're going to be, no, it's that's the other way around. There's there's two fears, the fear of being stuck where you are and the fear of change. The fear of change needs to be less than the fear of staying stuck yes. where you are in order to take action. And you're here. Yes. So. Yeah. Thank you, Victoria. It's you are so welcome. Quite something, yeah. Thank you're you welcome. very much. You're welcome. And happy birthday to your boy on for Monday. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> so, and, yeah. And I'll, the homework I set for you in the group had... And, just check in let let me know how you get on I'd love to the homework before with the social media accounts and then what we've talked about today tuning in asking yourself how you feel not pushing away just be just opening the door and letting yourself be and coming back into your body let me know how that goes oh definitely 
I will. Thank you, Victoria. You're welcome. Sending you so much love, KJ. You too. Have an awesome day. Thank you. Bye-bye. I hope this episode was everything you needed to hear today and more. If you love this podcast, then please screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and tag me at Victoria Kleinsman so I can share you with my audience and we can get my podcast out to more women that need it. Also, I'd be super duper grateful if you could rate and review this podcast as it really does help others to find it. Thank you so, so much in advance and I'll see you on the next one.